Welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabax, and joining me today is our usual co-host, Nate. Say hi. Hey. How's it going? I am very nervous for today. <laughs> me too. And then our special guest of the week, Bethany. Hi. Awesome. So, before we, pref- before we start with the news, as some of you know, we are doing, Nate and I are eating a habanero pepper and reciting a monologue tonight. Um nervous like my throat's my throat's like closing up thinking about it it's like don't don't do it um but yeah so that's that's gonna be at the very very end so if you don't care about any of this stuff and just want to see us suffer it's gonna be the end of the video and and the nice (laughs) thing is that uh see he's done this before i haven't so like i'm nervous but like my throat's not closing up looking at the pepper because i honestly have no idea what I just got myself into. <laughs> He's going first, by the way, too, so uh, it's so excited. His his monologue's also significantly shorter than mine. But... Yeah, I kind of wussed out because of my first time. <laughs> but we'll get all, get to that much later. Right now, we're going to start with some of the news, and we have uh, some pretty cool news. Well, cool depending on who you are and, and what, <laughs> what you're thinking about uh, in terms of Breath of the Wild. So... Target listed Breath of the Wild for a June release date uh, after rumors of an eternal delay surfaced. So, you know how sometimes you'll see placeholder dates for December 31st or June 1st in terms of when a game's going to come out for a certain console? Well, they put June 13th on their website for when Breath of the Wild was going to come out for the Wii U and maybe the NX. It just It's a, the pictures for the Wii U. So... That kind of lines up with what we've heard in terms of it not being a launch title, um, <clears throat> and you know a summer kind of a summer release. And this comes after the information that we talked about. I think it was the last week uh, that Laura Kate Dale and Emily Rogers both corroborated each other on about the uh, delay for the game. Uh, so this isn't necessarily something new, but it's also if this rumor is true, then it's confirming that it's not a launch title. Um, which is looking more and more like it won't be. Uh, so what do you guys think about that? Disappointed, excited, ambivalent? <laughs> um, I, as I told Alfred before we started recording, I, I do talk about this on the Nintendo Prime podcast, which you, which actually goes up before the Zelda Informer one, so I'll, I'll kind of keep my comments a little brief on it. Um, I am... As a fan, as someone who's played this game already, I am really disappointed that it probably won't be there at launch. Um, I'm not going to say it was the reason I was buying the console, because I like other Nintendo games as well. Like, Mario Switch really looks exciting to me. But it is uh, the primary reason that I was planning on getting the Switch day one. Um, so now, you know, I I have other obligations and reasons to want to get the Switch day one. But uh, Zelda is what I was really looking forward to. And it was also probably my only legit excuse to request for Nintendo <laughs> to send me a Nintendo Switch early um, so I could review Breath of the Wild. But that's not obviously probably happening. Uh, so I'm okay at the end. Like, if this comes out in June, I'm okay with that. Especially if the Switch already has a strong library at launch. You know, it's got Mario Switch or Splatoon, or, uh, you know, and I know Splatoon's a port, so maybe you don't count it. I know there's supposedly a Rabbids and Mario RPG. We'll get to that later, though. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, as long as that, that launch is solid and then they have another game come out a couple months later um, and then, like, the next month after that, bam, Breath of the Wild hits, I'm okay with that. Uh, I worry Breath of the Wild might get pushed back to holiday. Uh, and in that case, I would be pretty upset because that would clearly be to try to be the big holiday title rather than the game not being ready, which apparently is the reason that it won't be there at launch anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with, like, waiting until the game is done. Uh, I just hope they don't delay the release even longer than that just so they could have a quote-unquote better launch period. Um, ask Watch Dogs 2 if launching in the holiday season worked <laughs> out for that. Or Titanfall <clears throat> 2. Like These are two games that are actually reviewing very, very, very well. But the sales aren't there because there's so many big titles that pack into the holiday season. Uh, you're asking gamers to extend their wallets an awful lot. And I think releasing a big game like Zelda in June, when there's usually nothing, is actually a rather smart move. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least in terms of keeping momentum for the Switch going forward. Yeah. What about you, Bethany? Got anything to add to that? Um, for me, um, as a fan, obviously, I'm a little bit disappointed that it won't be a launch title because, like, Nate... You know, I was looking to get the Switch day one, and it's probably still going to happen because I'm a Nintendo fan. I like what they do with their technology and how they incorporate it into game systems, but, you know, I was kind of doing it for the Zelda. That said, I would rather have a finished game instead of a rushed one, so... It's kind of a toss-up as to how I'm feeling right now. But I'm hoping for good (laughs) things. If they do push it back until holiday, I will be mad. Because this is basically Twilight Princess all over again. Yeah. (laughs) So. But see, that worked out for Twilight Princess. Uh, And Twilight Princess's delay was so it could launch with the Wii. This would almost be like the opposite of that. Like they're missing the launch. Yeah. It's weird though because does that mean, like I think you said this at some point, does that mean that the Wii U version will be the definitive edition? Like people say that the GameCube version of Twilight Princess is the definitive canon edition for <laughs> Zelda. Um, but that's. Well, a lot of that had to do with like flipped yeah, yeah. overworlds and stuff. Like if they don't do that kind of thing and it's basically the same game with prettier visuals, then. I, I don't really see uh, that kind of debate spurning. This. I mean, there's always going to be a which version's better. Yeah, that, that's just going to happen because it's the same game on two on two systems. Whether or not it was two Nintendo systems or it was a multi-platform game across, you know, PlayStation Four, Xbox One, that's just what happens. You're going to compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think, unlike with Twilight Princess and other games they've done this with before, I don't think the differences are going to be as pronounced um, in terms of like how good the game is. I think it's just uh, going to be graphical. Differences. Yeah. It's just going to be like maybe graphical, maybe better frame rate, which that, that stuff matters. Yeah. But it, it it doesn't necessarily say, oh, this is like a definitive version. Like both versions, I think, are going to be extremely viable and offer you the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I, I agree with all that. Like I'm as a fan, I'm disappointed, but I understand where they're coming from. Uh, and I, I want a finished game because I'm tired of games coming out full of bugs and glitches. Like that downside of being a PC gamer is half the time big name uh games come out completely broken um so i'd really rather have a com- like complete 
working Zelda game with maybe like one or two things <laughs> that need to be patched other than like, oh, well, this game, like I get to the starting screen and then the opening dialogue and then it cuts to black and then it freezes and crashes my, my system. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit of a downer, but who knows? Again, this is also just a rumor. It's it's a very viable rumor, um, but it's, it's, it's still a rumor. Um, and Nate touched on this too. If... The console lineup for the NX, gosh dang it, the Switch, is good, <laughs> then that that deficit won't matter. And so here's a rumored, leaked uh, lineup for the Switch in 2017. Also, it was uh, rumored that there, w- there will be a Breath of the Wild demo, and that it's in development, and that we might get it at some point. Um, but the lineup is... The day one, so day one, it says that we're going to get the 3D Mario, a Mario Rabbids RPG, like like the bunnies, Mario and, and the bunnies from Ubisoft, uh, Splatoon port, which might be a pack-in, uh, so that might be like we talked about either last week or the week before, where you get the standard edition and then the other edition with more space on it, maybe it has Splatoon packed in. Um, some people say Skyrim, some people say not the source for this specific Rumor set says Skyrim will be a launch title for the uh, Switch. Uh, just Dance 2017, that's not even a question. We knew that that was coming. Um, we knew that that was going to be a launch game. In the first six months, we should see a Smash port with Bayonetta and Cloud Amiibo being released on the same day. Um, Breath of the Wild, both Switch and Wii U. Uh, Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy. And then it's... Heck yeah. Yeah, and that's rumored to be very very close to launch day and release weekly leading to the movie um so that's exciting because that gives us some information on guardians of the galaxy telltale uh there's also a mario kart 8 port with the additions that we saw a xenoblade x port late in the summer and then a mario kart port also there's an addendum that says the silver case which is a game done by the same people that did flow flower um all those other like I don't know really how to describe those games. You have to go play them for yourself. But it's Pretty games. yeah, it's it's a visual novel that's been remastered. It's very it's like eight bit. It's been put into English. It's coming out or it's already out for PC and uh, PlayStation Four. Uh, then in then later in 2017 that we're not 100 percent sure about. Um, we there's been rumors about the Pokemon Star game, which is uh, Sun and Moon, but like the Emerald version of it. And then Sonic 2017. Pikmin 4, which is being rumored as a Pikmin reboot. I don't really know how you'd reboot that. Um, and then, in 2018, we have Beyond Good and Evil, which is not a direct sequel. It's a semi-reboot and a Switch exclusive. So that's a lot of good games. One of the things that I noticed is that there's not a lot of third-party support in there just yet. That being said, this is just a rumor. And most of these are... Uh, maybe this is just a list of first-party releases. So, except for Telltale and Skyrim. <laughs> and just dance and whatever yeah. what do you guys think about this the see i don't worry about the lack of like major third-party games listed on there besides like skyrim skyrim and the telltale game because to me that just means that the person who reported this which is laura kate dale mm-hmm. does not just doesn't have sources inside those companies i mean it's pretty plain and simple yeah um 
you know, she's not going to absolutely know everything there is for launch unless one of her sources happens to know everything. And the chance of any single source outside of an extreme higher up at Nintendo knowing every single game that's going to be on the Switch in year <laughs> one is pretty pretty rare. Like, if you take that as this is all the games the Switch is getting in 2017, that's that's not good. <laughs> um, that that That's bringing back the gaps mm-hmm. that... Uh, the Wii U and 3DS have, where if you actually look at the Wii U's first year, the sheer number of games that came out is probably comparable to this list. Now, the sheer number of quality games might not be, but you know, just in terms of numbers of games, and it still felt like there was no games to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I doubt that this is it. This is just what she knows based on the sources that she has. Um, and all the other sources out there seem to have sources within the same companies because no one seems to be confirming any other games besides what's on this list. Uh, so I, I'm really excited, uh, especially the fact that the Telltale game is going to be on there. That's yeah. awesome. Um, you know, obviously all rumors, we don't know for sure, but I, I, I really want that to happen. Uh, and I, again, I saw this on the Nintendo Prime podcast. What's really cool about this happening is that, uh, on that podcast where we talk about, you know, everything to do with Nintendo, I get a chance to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy and a video game podcast if it comes to the Nintendo platform. That yeah. is amazing to me. <laughs> like, I want to talk about that so bad, but like, it just doesn't fit the demographic. But if the game is there, that gives that gives me kind of an excuse to have a 20-minute segment or so on Guardians of the Galaxy, how awesome it is. Um, but beyond that, it, it's just – it's a really nice lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people might say there's a lot of reboots um, or a lot of, you know, porting of Wii U games. I mean, there are. It's not necessarily a bad uh, thing if they're like definitive edition ports. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not bad because uh, we have to face facts. Not not a lot of people like us played the Wii. U. Yeah, it's just the way it is. So many people missed out on these games. It makes sense for them to come over. Um, it also makes sense for Nintendo not to rely upon those games because if you want to get the Wii U audience over, they're not going to care that these games are on that platform and they already own them. Though, um, and already bought all the DLC. We're like, probably like, still going to end up buying them though. Like. Yeah, I'm probably still gonna well, get the Smash port and Mario Kart 8. And there's that one old rumor still floating out there that no one's confirmed yet about like Nintendo might. If you own like digital copies of these games on Wii U, you can get them for free. <laughs> like that would be amazing. Uh, you know, where Nintendo's not gonna try to screw over the Wii U base. I, I guess it would be the the temperament there. Uh, but again, don't get your hopes up too much. It, there, there's very few sources that are claiming that that's even gonna be a thing. Um, and if it is, that'll be the, like a massive surprise. I would be shocked if Nintendo's like, yeah, we're just going to give you that game if you already own it. Um, Based on the history, even, though. Even the virtual console games, like if you wanted to, once they released them on the Wii U, like if you want, if you had them on your on your Wii U already through the Wii and you wanted to up them to the Wii U so you could use them on your gamepad, you still had to pay like a dollar or two to do that. Um, so it's like really hard for me to believe they're going to be like, yeah, we just re-released this game at 60 bucks. You can just have it. <laughs> Like, but but again, I I don't know. I don't know if we're getting good guy Nintendo here. Um, we haven't seen good guy Nintendo in a while. So, uh, really, the 3DS ambassador program was maybe the last time there was a quote unquote good guy Nintendo. That was more of like giving, crap. We're sorry, we messed up. Yeah, it's more like we really don't want to piss off the people who bought it early. So here's some free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, I, you didn't mention a particular game yet that I'm thinking of, right? Which one? We can talk about that later. Uh, the third game in a current series that just released. Darks? No. 
that comes out that's also on that list that comes out later next year. Am I? I don't want to. I don't want to say it specifically because you might. We might be planning to talk about it later. Am I missing? I might be missing it. What what game? Pokemon Stars. Yeah, man. I put that on. I said that. Okay. Pokemon okay, Stars. I want to make sure you said yeah because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like a that's a huge announcement in that of itself. Yeah, because that means and, and here's here's my hope for that. I was gonna kind of hit on this, is that I would. This is probably asking a lot from from them. <laughs> probably. Um, is something with like better graphics and not that the graphics in Sun and Moon are like terrible, but they're they're horrible. They're, Just they're horrible. 3ds graphics. You're not gonna get like spectacular. HD 4K graphics on a 3DS. I'd, yes. I'd love to see like upscale, like everything's fine tuned. Nintendo can finally make a round object. That would be wonderful. Um, <laughs> there wouldn't be edges. You mean Pokemon's, Pokemon's will be round? Every, or Pokeballs, I mean? Yeah, yes. all the edges on the Pokeballs. There would be no edges. It'd be completely round objects. Things, things that I've <laughs> always wanted from Nintendo. Um, just like something that looks really good. It can play exactly the same. Um, I'm already loving Sun. I'd pay for like an HD version that looks like Colosseum or something, but had the exact same like catch all these Pokemon, like all, all this stuff. Um, I'd love to see that as like a an HD Pokemon game on a main console or on a home console. Um, again, that might be asking too much. We might just get a port that's like a little bit better, but not like too much better. But we'll see. What are you guys... Bethany, what are your thoughts on all of this first? Um, I feel like the initial lineup does not look too bad to me. There are things that I would play on there. Um, I know for me it's not as much of a problem because I don't have Smash 4 for Wii U. So I'll be able to pick it up on the Switch if I want. And something I was thinking of um, while Nate was giving his opinion was um, even if people had to buy games again, um, part of the Switch's advertising is it's portable. We don't know to what extent, but I feel like, for me at least, some wounds would be partially patched up if I were able to go yeah, I have to buy Skyrim again, but I can take it with me. <laughs> so. it, it, it's always um, interesting when I see people excited about that portability because, um, you know, I'm not one of those. I, I don't live in a, an area where I commute a lot. Um, I'm not using, we don't really even have public transportation. <laughs> I mean, we have taxis, but you pretty much only use those if you're at a bar and you had too much to drink. Um, or you're disabled and you just aren't able to drive. Uh, so, you know, I, I've never gotten the appeal of like something like the 3DS on the go kind of thing, except for when I, you know, I was a kid and I was all on the Game Boy and everything. So like the situations that I play on the go are situations where I could easily just have a laptop and be playing the game anyways. <laughs> um, so Skyrim, I guess, on the go, it's like uh, Skyrim's always been on the go for me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never not been able to play it on the go, uh, but but I understand like the convenience. Like, yeah, it's not just like on the go. Like, think of what, what would I use it for? Oh, I'm dog sitting and I'm letting the dog outside to go to the bathroom. Hey, I can just bring the game with me and just play with it while I wait for him to do his thing. Um, that's something I can't do really right now. I mean, yeah, you can bring your laptop out there, but it's a pretty big hassle. 
because uh, you're going to have to find an outlet to plug it in if you really want that laptop to run at full power. Um, and the Switch, in theory, should be running at what it's supposed to run at um, on battery, which to me is really exciting um, as someone who has done a lot of portable gaming on a laptop. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm kind of excited um, to see where that goes. I'm also excited for my town to maybe install some public transportation <laughs> so I can so I could use it more like uh, like I, I got on an airplane last year to go to E3. That was my first time on an airplane in a long time, and it, the Switch would have been great for that trip, but that's a rarity for me. Um, so I guess we'll see. I'm pretty pumped um, in general for at least what's in this lineup. I think there needs to be more. And I think there will be more because that was a huge <clears throat> list of third parties. Yeah. Like, that's confirmed. That's real. Like, everything we're talking about now is rumors. The list of third-party support is real. So uh, there, there has to be more than what we've already seen. Yeah, and I can see if, if things go, if they do end up, Bethesda does end up giving Skyrim onto the Switch, maybe we'll see, like, Dishonored 2 uh, Definitive Edition put out for it. Um, because there was another report also that said ports from the PS4, Xbox One, and PC would be really, really easy to push over to the Switch because of the Tegra chip. Um, so I don't think we're going to be worrying about third-party or even third-party ports. I hope. Like, that, that sounds like good news to me. Um, but yeah, like you said, this looks like a very good list of, of games. Um, I'd like to see more. Um, as long as these aren't like the only games coming out in 2017, then I'm fine with this list. Um because this is it's a good start yeah it's a it's a great start um and it makes me excited to see pokemon or pokemon pikmin 4 on there that you know we're not just stuck with the side-scrolling pikmin games but it's coming to the 3ds although i am a little disappointed that there's no like luigi's mansion hd but that was a pipe dream <laughs> and, and you know like i heard you before uh speaking of pikmin you're like uh however you could reboot that i i, I think the idea is uh Kind of like what they're doing with Mass Effect. They're not rebooting Mass Effect. It's just a new story in a new part of the world. Um, and, and I think that's what they're maybe trying to get across by not calling this Pikmin 4 and being like, it's kind of sort of a reboot. It's not that they're rebooting with Olimar. It's that they are basically trying to take a new look at the series from a different aspect. Isn't that what they did in 3, though? Uh, kind of. It references Olimar a lot. Um, it references the prior games a lot. Well, um, it's very much connected. Well, the new Mass Effect spoiler alert is connected heavily. Well, to... yeah, because it's it's one universe. Yeah, you know, like whatever they do with with the next Pikmin game, it's still going to be within the same Pikmin universe. But I but I think detaching itself so they could kind of reintroduce it as, as as an IP to people who didn't play the prior ones, I think is a very smart way to approach it. Considering that three didn't really sell that well. Yeah. Um, I must have sold well enough for another one to be made, but or two more games to be made. But it, it, you know, I question whether or not the general gaming populace really even knows what Pikmin is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think coming into it during its fourth game, when there's already a back history, is really hard for some people. Um, so kind of disconnecting from that a bit to start off something where you don't need to know a history to understand everything, I, I think is a smart way to go about it. If that's what they're doing, of course, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll probably know. I mean, she even still listed as Pikmin 4, so it still might just be Pikmin 4. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Sorry, my, my video died because I didn't have my Wi-Fi on to record to iCloud, so there's going to be a dead space. Well, that's always lovely. Yeah, there's going to be a 
a dead space right here. A dead space. Uh, Speaking of dead space. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back <laughs> without microtransactions. Uh, um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's move on then. I'm probably not going to get my video back, am I? Oh, well. We'll see. So Better get it back in time for the peppers. Yeah, I know. At least, at least that. So at least that we'll even take a pause so you can do it <laughs> yeah um so what there we go all right there's, there's please excuse there's my video uh, awesome it's back okay so this is this isn't really a discussion topic this is just a little bit of news in case you haven't been reading the site or any site um the wii u is ending production so if you really want a wii u before the switch comes out go get one now because they're they're they're, they're gonna stop making them very soon. Um, yeah. Then, on another side note, uh, Aonuma was awarded the Golden Joystick Lifetime Achievement Award for his work on video games, um, which is really cool. And, you know, it's not really a discussion topic, but it's really interesting. It's great that he got some recognition for his work. Um, there is one topic that I really wanted to hit on, and Nate and I so have somewhat different opinions on this whole genre and how, how it's been handled by Nintendo. Um, but, a little background. The Game Awards are uh, spon partly sponsored by and hosted. You know, Reggie has a big hand in it, so Nintendo has a big hand in it. Um, and so they, they funnel money into it. Um, and so they have a say in what goes on in the Game Awards. Well, in the Game Awards uh, for 2016, the, there's an award for Best Fan Game. And two games that were in the running have since been removed, and those were Pokemon Uranium and another Metroid 2 remake. Both of which were fantastic games, but they were also games that were hit with Nintendo takedown notices. Um, because they use Nintendo uh, property, they use Nintendo assets in the games, um, even though for the most part some of them are built from, not from the ground up, but they're made kind of from scratch using... You know, with the Pokemon game, is made from the ground up pretty much using the same type of engine, I guess. Um, but it was also made with, you know, they built their own towns, they built characters and battling. Um, and then a Metroid 2 remake was built kind of on the Super Metroid engine. Um, and, and in my opinion, I think, you know, I, I'm a little mixed on that because at one point I'm like, yeah, those, those games deserve to get some recognition. But also, I, I don't know if they legally could be awarded for being a fan game since they use official assets. So I, I, I don't know about that one. What do you guys think about that? All right. So for the the Pokemon Uranium and the Pokemon out of the AM, AM2R, another Metroid mm -hmm. 2 remake, um, it, it, there's a bit of irony in them being eliminated because one of the other games is a fan Doom game. Yeah that uses doom assets and remakes basically an old doom game it makes it better and is actually being promoted by the original company who created doom so like it's gotten like official support to try to win this award um so you know like you're like oh i don't know if it legally can well it can if nintendo allows it yeah. uh then the the fact these games were originally included and now are taken away is because nintendo Stopped it. There's no other explanation. Nintendo has Reggie fils on the board for the Game Awards. Uh, and Nintendo is the one saying, hey, look, you can't give an award to a game that we 
did a legal strike against to get it taken offline. Like, <laughs> like you just can't do that. It doesn't look good for us. Um, which in reality, it would have looked better for Nintendo if they would take away those legal strikes, let those games exist. Yeah. Um, and you know, because they're they're the Nintendo's always been kind of backwards thinking on this. And now I understand, um, you know, the side of Nintendo where they need to protect their IP. They need to make it so no one can just do anything they want with their assets. Um, and, and they need to make it so, like, like I think there was some legal, we, we talked about this a while back, there's some legal jargon out there where Nintendo almost has to take down these things. Yeah. Um, and, the you know, the fact that, like, Doom wouldn't care about it, per se, uh, because they don't really sell copies of that game anymore, so it doesn't really matter. Well, they're also, matter aren't they them. also an American company? Yes, they're also an yeah, American so company, so they, they, there's also different America. laws there. Uh, so... I, you know, part of me understands Nintendo's viewpoint and standpoint on this, and I think even the people who made these games, like another Metroid Two Remake and Pokemon Uranium, they understood what was happening. Like they had to have known that Nintendo was probably going to take their games down before they even released mm-hmm. them. The only nice thing is the games got completed before they released. It was yeah. it, it wasn't like here's a demo and here's another demo and here's another demo and here's another demo. And Nintendo shuts you down. They waited until the games were done. Threw them out there, and you know, once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you can still go find these games. I won't tell you where, but it's very easy to still find these games out there. <laughs> People have download links for them, like, on every download site out there. Uh, so, by the way, don't go to the official sites for them. Nintendo mm-hmm. is allowing, like, Pokemon Uranium's site to stay up and their forum community, and they're still allowed to update to the game, which is really weird. Like, Nintendo's like, especially with Pokemon Uranium, like, Look, you just have to take down the download link. Anyone who already has the game, you can continue to support them. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> like, really weird. It's like, yeah, you should have did that, but since it's out there, you could support whoever already has it, but just don't let anyone else get it. it. It's weird. But don't go to that site to get the link because no one there is allowed. Like, they can't even private message you a link like for to download it. It's done. If you don't have it, don't go there. But <sighs> Pokemon Uranium is so good. So good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I almost have it beaten. It, it's amazing. Uh, so I am really, really torn on all of this because part of me is like, what was the Game Awards thinking in nominating two games that got banned anyways? Um, there's no other fan creations out there that could have, <laughs> you know, made it in. You know, what about all the various mods that are out there for all the new games? Um it's really weird that they selected two games that weren't already taken down by a company that the Game Awards work with. Um, on top of that, this whole category confuses me because it, it seems to be favoring fan creations, which are basically modifications or new versions of games that already exist, which, again, mm-hmm. you already said, that's kind of like a legal thing. Like, should you be awarding awards for encouraging people to do that? Um... So it's really weird. It's just a really strange place for me. Like I get Nintendo's point of view, but I also think Nintendo probably should have let it go because I think ultimately it actually helps them get positive marketing to let it go. Uh, just like they, I think they should change their YouTube policies. Uh, oh, yeah, what, what, what they do with YouTube, I think negatively impacts Nintendo. They would, they could get a more positive gain if they would uh, open up their, their doors more to the YouTube verse and not have to just feel like they need a piece of everyone's pie because they're using game footage like okay (laughs) like you don't have to do that so many of these big third-party companies out there don't do that 
you know, Nintendo doesn't have to be like this company that does. But that's the way Nintendo is. They're a Japanese company, um, which I don't want to say that means they don't understand the way the world works, but they don't necessarily understand it as well to the way the world works outside of Japan. Yeah. And that, that kind of sucks. A lot of their moves are very Japanese um, and inconsiderate of the of like the Western world. Uh, their YouTube policies are a prime example of there are some, some laws apparently in Japan like where they have to do something, but they don't have to implement those same policies worldwide. Um, and that's what they do. So it, it's just really tricky. Uh, I'm upset that the games are not included, but I'm also kind of upset that they were included in the first place. <laughs> so it's kind of... I mean, you know, we had this talk before where I was kind of taking Nintendo side on all this. Like, I get it. And I still get it. I, I just... What, what I'm kind of just questioning what the point of this award is now. Because um, what are fan creations going to be? Because if they're original games, then they're indie games now. They're not fan creations. <laughs> so it's like... That's true. It's like a fan creation category is going to be people doing something illegal. Um. So, yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. I, I almost feel like the category should either be eliminated or um, it should be like games that are approved by companies to to be part of the list like if they went to nintendo and been like hey can we include you know we can't include pokemon uranium or whatever maybe we can include oh there's this Link's awakening 3d mod out there can we include that um you know like 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 find something that nintendo hasn't shut down and just be like yeah and you know maybe that ends up getting that thing shut down anyways but yeah, I don't know. It it just, it just feels like a weird award category to me because it does promote illegal activity, um, and some companies are cool with that. Like I said, the people behind Doom are totally fine that that thing exists, uh, but that doesn't necessarily make them legal. It just means you're not going to get in trouble because the people who have the rights aren't going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, that that's really all I have to say. I'm I'm really confused. It's, it's it's a confusing mess. It's that it always is with Nintendo Strikes. Do you have oh. anything to add, Bethany? Mm, well, something that came to mind is maybe they could redefine the category, not necessarily get rid of it entirely, but maybe get permission from certain companies to kind of hold a contest to make a fan game. And then it's the contestees... You know, you could also change the category instead of it being based around, like, fan game creations. What about, like, fan music creations? You know, reorchestrations mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, stuff that's legal because you are allowed to do that. But is clearly inspired by video games. Yeah. Um, we post a ton of them at Zelda Informer. Uh, so it's like, I know it might be really hard to narrow it down, but that's the whole point of the award. You're trying to find the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if they expanded it to that and maybe limited the game stuff, I think that might be a way to keep this award um, and keep it legal, keep it cool. But best fan film stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, even then you gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe like, um, you know, it, because I, I don't know. Like, part See, of me wants two it's categories. Only, it's only the problem. It's really only a problem with Nintendo. Well, it's not because um, you could argue that even with fan films, there's parodies that exist and are totally legal and Nintendo can't do anything about. No, I know. But like with, with regular fan films and with, you know, the, the fan games, like you said, the id software isn't isn't doing anything about the Doom game. It's being like touted by them. Yeah. But it's, it's just Nintendo's insistence on like their IP. <laughs> and we don't know why they haven't come out and said, this is why we're doing this. And 
I mean, they've been vague about it. Like, well, we take we take very good pride or a lot of pride in our uh, our games and our IPs, and we want to make sure that they're the best. Yeah, and, and as I brought up last here. time, like, there's some legal ease that might make them have to do it, but like Nintendo's not going to come out and say that. Um, they're they're going to try to sugarcoat it, and the sugarcoating hasn't worked. Yeah. Like, no one's buying it. You could kind of tell it's a bunch of BS. Um, it's because they're, they're not being 100%. Like, they're not they're not being truthful with it, or they're not being completely open and transparent. Yeah, and you could just tell in how, when what they're saying. I don't know. This whole situation's weird. Um, I, I like the award. I, I think it should be expanded to include, like, music um, and all that kind of stuff. Whether or not that would ever get in over a fan game, I have no idea. But... Uh, I don't know. It, it feels like a very personal topic to me because a majority of what we cover at Zelda Informer is fan stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it, it's hard because there's so much great fan material out there, but you just know deep down if it ever gets good enough, it, it's not going to be around anymore. As yeah. I just I just mentioned, you know, there's a Link's Awakening 3D modification thing happening. If that ever gets completed and gets good enough i you, i know nintendo's gonna be like no you need to get rid of that mm-hmm. um now so so i don't know it's just very it's a personal thing to me because i've been covering this fan stuff for so long but uh i'm trying to understand their viewpoint because i don't think nintendo actually means any harm but you, you it feels weird that nintendo would try to damage themselves and knock it out of their own way with this kind of stuff Mm-hmm. When there's already so much evidence that it does not negatively impact other companies, um, but I don't know. That's it. I got nothing else to say. Sorry, I kind of just jacked it back from Beth there. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, my just just so you guys know, I've been having trouble with my video, and that's why I'm using the crappy OBS, the open broadcast software now. Hey, as long I as you switch. get that hot pepper, baby. Yeah, that's all I'm, I care about. I'm, I if you're, you're not a camera for it, I'm gonna punch you in the face i'm not gonna send you my video that's what it's gonna be audio <laughs> yeah, only <no. laughs> okay so now i have this this really low frame rate video oh yeah we're back to the basics okay that's we're kicking it news. old school welcome to zilla for a podcast episode one uh, <laughs> yeah, at least i have a better mic you know t- pick my battles here yeah right <laughs> okay oh, he's so getting nervous to... <laughs> no we're moving on to fan topics i'm getting nervous because everything's stopping working for me <laughs> it's like come on okay the, so got some... the, your tech is responding to your nervousness over the pepper in front of you it's it's taunting me um <laughs> yeah so we're gonna hit a few fan topics and then we're gonna have some fun not that we're not already having fun and, but we're and beth's just gonna fun. sit back and laugh <laughs> as we are tortured by ourselves okay so first fan topic all of these come from facebook uh, first one is from Morgan Jod. It says, How does spin-off games like Hyrule Warriors affect the gameplay and reception of games to follow? Do expectations change with main series titles because of these games? What do you guys think? I'm going to toss that one to you guys. Uh, Beth, do you want to go first on this one? I feel like it can in certain aspects. Um, like, for example, Breath of the Wild... Um, it seemed to adapt some of the Hyrule Warriors fighting style, like, obviously not hordes of enemies from 
what we could see, but I could definitely see that being a possibility because there's wide open spaces. Um, yeah, I don't really know that Hyrule Warriors has anything to do with wide open spaces in Breath of the Wild. Um, because that's existed in Zelda before. Uh, like the original Zelda was literally the entire game was a wide open space outside of dungeons. Um, mm-hmm. And there was many, many enemies on the screen in, you know, not hordes of enemies like in Hero <laughs> Warriors. Uh, but I don't think they're, you know, like they've done hordes of enemies in Zelda before, technically. Uh, Skyward Sword which came out before Hyrule Warriors, did the hordes of enemies towards the end. Spoiler warning. There. That was my favorite part, one of my favorite parts of that it, game. It, it was awesome. Like, it, 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 still, like, I love Hyrule Warriors, but that moment in Skyward Sword felt better to me than most of the hordes of enemies in, in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Um, but I, the, there are some things, like, like A.J. Nomo said, that the production value of the uh, cutscenes in Hyrule Warriors felt like something uh, that was beyond anything he's personally done. Uh, and, and I think stuff like that is where you can see it impact future Zelda games, where it's like, we can't let the side game outdo something we do. <laughs> um, like, okay, they, this is an HD, like, Hyrule Warriors, HD cutscenes, all this original stuff. Look how good those character models look. Look how good, you know, their movements are. Look, look how fluid everything is. We don't have anything like that. We can't yeah. let this game outdo our next HD Zelda game, or our first HD Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it can't happen. Um, so I, I think they kind of take inspiration from that almost as a challenge to be like, look, this game did it fantastically. This shows us that we can do what we do better. Um, so I think in, in that kind of way, it can help uh, push the Zelda team to, to do more than maybe they had been doing in the past. Uh, and I think that's one way to get inspiration. I also think uh, if there's anything they might have taken from Hyrule Warriors, like the actual gameplay, because having played the demo, like the gameplay feels nothing like Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. But... I bet. Hyrule Warriors has overworld bosses. Breath of the Wild has overworld bosses. And I think that might be an idea that Nintendo got from Hyrule Warriors. Um, Where you have this big sprawling land, but here's a boss that can just chase you all over the place. That happens in Breath of the Wild. Um, From what we can infer, it happens pretty often in Breath of the Wild. So it's one of those things that I think... There are aspects of Hyrule Warriors that have affected Breath of the Wild specifically. Um, and there's aspects that had nothing to do with Breath of the Wild. Like, like the fact that it's a big, wide-open space, open world. I think that's been happening anyways, because Agent Oma's been talking about that with Skyward Sword. That's what he wanted Skyward Sword to be, and they just couldn't do it. They didn't have the power uh, to do it the way that they wanted to. And now they feel like they have a powerful enough system with the Wii U and the, the Switch to do what they want to do. Which, I know a lot of people could say, well, that's BS, that's an excuse. I mean, it's not like Morrowind didn't exist how many eons ago. Um, But, yeah, it's... I I think the side games can affect future Zelda games. I I do think it is possible. I think that Hyrule Warriors is the first example where it's actually happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's been other side games. You know, forget the CDI games for a moment, because I don't think anybody considers those to have any influence on the series. (laughs) but, you know, you got, like, Link's Crossbow Training. Has that had any influence on anything? The Tingle games. Have those had any influence on the mainline games? I think you'd be hard-pressed to say yeah. So, Hyrule Warriors, I think, has impacted Breath of the Wild, but impacted it in ways that 
are actually ways that the series should have already been doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially like you talked about the cutscenes, like yeah. not that the story was great for Hyrule Warriors, but it was it was better than what we've gotten. Yeah, it's not even the story; it's the quality of those <laughs> cutscenes is amazing. It was like CGI, but not CGI, and you yeah, didn't feel it, like you were taken out of the game. Well, it, it flowed with the game. And, yeah, and what we got a, a lot of cutscenes like, in Zelda are abrupt. Like with uh, Skyward Sword, like they'd fade to black or something, fade to white, and then you'd see a cutscene, and then it would fade, and then it would put you back into the action. Um, those those were more kind of like, you know, you get to this point, and then here's here's the cutscene. It, it just it felt more like there was a, a cohesive like movie playing along with the game. Yeah. Um, in terms of cutscenes, I think Hyrule Warriors looks... cutscenes push the story forward better than most of the cutscenes do. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, the story for Hyrule Warriors game was fantastic. It was good, but, you know, plot twists like, oh, who's Sheik? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's Zelda. Yeah. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it, like it wasn't no fleshed out it in that way. Like, I don't think Hyrule's story is necessarily like the best Zelda tale ever told. <laughs> it's not. But like the, the approach to the progression of the story through the cutscenes, I think was overall better than what we had seen in the past. And that's saying something because Zelda's done... Some some fantastic you know some of our favorite moments from Zelda are some of the cutscenes you know, Link mm-hmm. you know has that moment in Skyward Sword where you really feel for him and you can almost cry as a player, um, you know when he finds out certain things about Zelda and you know there are these emotional moments but those are the few and far between and Hyrule Warriors it just felt like everything flowed nicely with the gameplay and the cutscenes and the story, um, in a way that Zelda games traditionally don't do very well mm-hmm. um so uh, at least that's one thing that adrian almost said himself he's taken inspiration from so we know for sure at least cutscenes are something that he looked to improve on in breath of the wild because of hyrule Warriors. so we, we do have some statement from the man behind zelda <laughs> on uh on some impact from hyrule warriors but we'll see we, we've only seen what one cutscene kind of yeah i mean you could argue multiple if you count the little conversations you have at the end of every shrine but i don't, I don't really count those cutscenes. No. those are just conversation trees so pretty I, I agree with what you said like that those are you know he's come out and said or uh onumo said that that's where they want to improve and that they can take things from like hyrule warriors and think well this was a great asset to that game let's let's add it here in a, in a little bit of a different way <laughs> um but moving on then uh, Josh Gardner asks, well, poses the idea of Smash Bros. being taken on by a director other than Sakurai. Um, and this is something that, you know, I, I've talked about before with, um, I don't think it was on this podcast, might have just been with some friends. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, because Smash Bros. is like Sakurai's, like, baby. And he <laughs> goes through painstaking detail to make sure that that game is fantastic, like he lots of like balance. Heard, yeah, lots of balancing, lots of care into the characters. I mean, the the amount of effort that Sakurai puts into a game puts a lot of people to shame, especially even with the condition not, he has. Yeah, well, because it, even with like taking into account Kid Icarus Uprising, okay, oh, God. that that game took a lot out of him, and doesn't he have like a Oh, arthritis now because of that game or something? It's it's some uh, condition. It, it sounds like arthritis, but apparently it's even more serious than that, where 
Uh, when it flares up, he can't use his hand at all for mm-hmm. like long periods of time, and he tries to like play test the games with one hand, or he tries to claw it, um, and it's extremely, extremely painful. And uh, there was a report, you know, after Smash Bros. came out that, you know, he was basically taking a really prolonged break because of how much the game affected his health. But it also said that he knew what his next game was going to be. Yeah, he did. Um, and, you know, at this point, Sakurai can pretty much do anything he wants. I'm sure he's made plenty of money in his career. Uh, <laughs> at least I imagine he has. I don't really know because I guess uh, not even the CEO of Nintendo really makes, you know, big, big bucks. Um and here's the thing then. Do we think that a Smash Brothers game could be done without Sakurai? Like, do you think without his heart and effort being put into the game, do you think it would be good? Um, I mean, other fighting games exist, so yeah. That's true, but none really like Smash Brothers. Well, not... I mean, unless you want to say PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which... I mean, there's fighting games that are that are pretty balanced. I I think, I mean, even Smash Bros. isn't that bad. I mean, look mm-hmm. at the professional Smash team. Like, there's tiers for the characters. Like, it's <laughs> not perfectly balanced. Uh, but I think uh, I think it can. I'm sorry, excuse me. And I think part of me feels like it needs to. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna get that this next generation, because if we were, why are they supposedly porting this game over? Well, like you said earlier, they, they, they missed out. A lot of people missed out yeah. on a lot of Wii U games. So I can see them porting it and making another one. See, I, I don't see them making another. I, I think if they're porting it over, there isn't going to be another. Because they only do one per generation. Um, yeah, but this might be different. And, and I'm, I'm just holding on to I, that, that yeah, idea. See, I, I think this might be different in that Sakurai said he's done with Smash and Nintendo doesn't know what to do. So they're just going to port, port what they already have. <laughs> Melee for, and, and maybe uh, they Switch. begged, like, begged Sakurai to be like, look, can you just do, like, one or two more characters that we can add to the Switch version, please? Because, you know, the ru- all the rumors say there'll be new content, so it have to be new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe they're like, look, we'll, we'll give you, you know, some extra money. Just please do two more characters. And he's like, fine, <laughs> but I get to choose who they are. Please be Ice Climbers. <laughs> more please, Fire Emblem characters. Please be Ice Climbers. Need to come back. Um but yeah, so it, it, more fire. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, but yeah, I I think a good Smash game can exist without Sakurai. I think it's going to be very very hard to trust the game until we play it, because he is so heavily involved, mm. especially with the balancing of the game um, and how each character feels. That I, it's going to be hard to feel to be like feel like anyone else can do that. But I have to believe somebody can. It, it just hasn't been attempted yet. Um, so I, I'm kind of willing to give a, a, a chance. I, I think a lot of it's going to depend on if Sakurai doesn't do it, does that mean Sakurai's team isn't involved? Because um, it's very possible Sakurai's team could be involved, just Sakurai isn't there anymore running that. Mm-hmm. He's working on his own projects. Um, I don't know. Because I don't know how much of Smash Bros. is Sakurai's team and how much of it is people at Nintendo. I, I don't really know. So uh, it, it's going to be hard to believe it until we see it. I personally just don't think we're going to have to worry about it for like another eight years. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they'll finally do a brand new Smash. Uh, especially, you know, now that... As an example, if they're doing new characters, you figure there's got to be a squid from Splatoon. I mean, especially if Splatoon's a pack-in launch game, 
<laughs> like, let's just be real. There obviously has to be a Splatoon DLC add to the game. But I don't know. Kelly Marie instead of the Ice Climbers. Yeah. Like, I have to believe that Sakurai is probably done with Smash because he's wanted to be done for a while. Uh, for people who don't know, the only reason Sakurai was still doing Smash to this day was because of his relationship with Iwata. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Iwata, if you go through the history of Iwata's career, which is easy to find out with all the tributes that have been done for him, him and Sakurai were very close. And Iwata actually helped save Sakurai's career at several points. Uh, so, like, there was a lot of friendship and deep admiration and dedication there. Without Iwata around, Sakurai doesn't necessarily... Maybe he doesn't feel like he owes Nintendo uh, to keep doing Smash. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I, I think things are going to be in murky waters uh, for Smash Bros. Whatever happens next after the support. But I, I think as fans, we have to be willing to give it a chance. Because how many people, still to this day, even with how fantastic the Wii U Smash Bros. is, just keep saying Melee is the best. <laughs> and nothing can beat it. Well, if nothing can beat it, then clearly we need somebody else running Smash Bros. that can do a new direction. Um, that could provide something that maybe Melee didn't or for some reason because, you know, Melee is the Smash game that doesn't die. And, and as much as I, I appreciate that Melee Smash community and the and all, all the things that are behind it, you know, you got Project M out there, which, by the way, another fan project that Nintendo didn't do anything about. Um, <laughs> a very popular one at that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm just... I'm torn. And I think I'm going to be torn until a new Smash game comes out and I can see for myself. By the way, I really hope Sakurai gets to make whatever game he wants to make because he deserves it. Even if it's not for Nintendo. By the way, Sakurai's company is as a full third-party company. They aren't actually part of Nintendo. Hell Labs. Yeah. Yeah. So he could do anything he wants. So if he wants to go off and... You know, make a game for PlayStation 4. Be, be my guest, man. Do whatever you want to do. It's about time um, that... And, and I kind of feel this way even about some of Nintendo's big directors. Like, even EJ Anomu. Like, I, I feel like if they have a passion to want to do something else, let them. You know, I know Nintendo's not going to be like, oh, you want to go make an Xbox game? Go do that. But they can be like, look, <laughs> if you want to make a different, a new IP, like, go do that. We have plenty of people here that want to run Zelda. Yeah. Know? Um, because Miyamoto did that, you know, Miyamoto stopped, you know, running Mario. He stopped running Zelda, started working on different things, you know, came up with Wii Sports, also came up with Wii Music. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I don't know that that's kind of my, my take on all that. I I think smash is going to end up being okay because we're not going to have to worry about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. You have anything to add, Bethany? Um... As a Smash fan, not really, because Smash was one of the very few games I just didn't really get into, but (laughs) as a writer, I can definitely say that when your heart goes into something, it's kind of in there, and if somebody else tries to, like, for example, create a sequel to a story that they really love. Will it be good? Of course. Will it be the same? No, not really. (laughs) And so I can understand if, 
you know, Sakurai did say, I'm done with Smash. It might take a while to find, like Nate said, that person who's going to be able to add in elements to make it feel like Smash and not tick a bunch of fans off. <laughs> yeah, kind of view it like a Star Wars. Like, you have Star the Star Wars A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, the, 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 the trilogy. Um, and George Lucas did a great job on those. And we were like, well, who can replace him to make, make a Star Wars film? <laughs> and then we get J.J. Abrams with uh, Star Wars uh, 4, which is A Force Awakens, because the other ones don't count. Um, <laughs> we have A Force Awakens, and it wasn't... Okay, it was kind of the same movie. Um, but it wasn't, like, the same in terms of the same magic. It was it was different. It had its differences in terms of how it was made, what was done. Yep. Um, so kind of view it like that. Like, you know, these are great games... And, but it can be done by someone else, just maybe not the exact same way. And we shouldn't expect that. Like, we don't want, you know... I mean, you don't want might. someone to come and try to be Sakurai. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. It's, not, it's, yeah, it's just like you don't really want someone to come and be Miyamoto. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, just like, you know, just look even at the Zelda series. It has fundamentally changed when it went from Miyamoto's hands to E.G. Inoue's hands. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It should. You can't expect who's ever taking over to do what the last person did in the same way or at the same quality. Um, you need to let creative freedom exist for games to be as good as they can be. All right. Well, Within reason, of course. Those are our, our fan topics because we're hitting, we're hitting that hour mark. <laughs> and Nate, so, oh. you know, we're heading into the holidays. We're heading into Thanksgiving and... Um, it's a time of giving. Am I going to be able to have. taste Thanksgiving in a few days? <laughs> <laughs> well, just think. Like, I want you to think back to the first Thanksgiving feast where they had turkey and 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 whatever else they corn. had. But they also the corn. They had. They also probably maybe um, more than not not likely had habanero peppers. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm and, sure. <laughs> sure, they spiced the, all of their food with it. In the spirit of the Thanksgiving holiday, we're going to do monologues. Both of ours are from The Wind Waker. After having eaten a habanero pepper, and you might be thinking, wow, this sounds kind of like hot pepper gaming. It's like, you're probably right, because that's where I got the idea from. Exactly. But we're not they they the do game. reviews of, of yeah. games, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to one of their videos. Where yeah, they, they do some cool right stuff. Uh, we almost got invited to actually do a review, but we just couldn't make the trip. Because they're all, they're all California located. Oh well, yep. I go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, you weren't part of the site back then. It was it was no, for a review of Skyward Sword. Um. So back in the day. That being said, Nate, my main man, you are up first, my friend. So like I'm rotating this pepper in the camera right now. <laughs> take I, take and eat. I, I I'm looking at it and I'm like, why did I buy such a big one? <laughs> Because when I was at the store, I was holding, like, this little dinky one, and I was like, yeah, that's the one, baby. <laughs> and, of course, knowing my luck, the little dinky one will end up being the, at the hotter end of the scale. Um, but I'm just like, no, I can't be a, a you know, a, I, I can't wuss out. I need to go with the, the big bad one. Um, so, of course, I picked the biggest one they had at the store, which, by the <laughs> way, isn't actually that big. I didn't realize how small habanero peppers were until I went shopping for them. Yeah. Um, so like they're you look like at giant bell peppers. So like I look at them and I'm like, well yeah, of course they're not. Because if they were like giant bell peppers, they're probably not that hot. Um, yeah. But but I'm, I'm looking at it I'm like, oh how can this little thing take me out? 
<laughs> like, I'm just going to put it in my mouth, swallow it whole, no big whoop, no spice. That's that's not what's going to happen. You have to chew it, Nate. I know. Because I, I, I look at it and I'm like, I don't think, I think if I try to swallow, like, take one bite and try to swallow the whole thing whole, I'm going to choke it. <laughs> I got a big one. I could have pulled it off with a little one. Oh, God. All right. I'm just delaying here's, this as much as as much as I can. Big moment. Okay. Um, At least you have a short monologue. Okay? Yeah. So 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 people know uh, the monologue I chose uh, is the speech that Ganondorf gives at the end of the Wind Waker. So if you haven't beat the Wind Waker, I do apologize for spoilers. Um, although I, it's going to probably be so incoherent. <laughs> what I, I don't know what I'm going to spoil. If if I could just get the word ocean out, that might be good. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, so you've done this before. Yeah, it doesn't make it any better. I know how much it's going to hurt. That's what I'm saying. You know, I don't. I'm already crying. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. See, and I was the one that was going to go do the hot pepper gaming one way back when. Yeah. Of course, they take it a little easier. And then it goes straight to habanero. Uh, it was your first time, but uh, all right. Ugh. They will now. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't kept up with them. No, because we've done it. Here. Because we've done it, right? We. Oh, God. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even put it okay you know what the more I delay it the worse it's going to be so yep <clears throat> oh my god I apologize Yulia for the gas I'm passing tonight <laughs> hope it's just gas alright <laughs> damn it I'm so nervous right now <laughs> I've been, go for it I've been hoping for so long oh my internet's out sorry <laughs> Oh, on the bright side, the Milwaukee Bucks are probably going to win. Just think of the bright side, Nate. <laughs> Here we go. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you sleep still? Wait. Do not be so hasty, boy. <laughs> I can see this girl's dreams. Oceans. 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 Oceans as far as I can see. They are vast seas. None can swim across them. They yield no fish to catch. What did the king of Hyrule say? That the gods steal Hyrule away. And they left behind people who would one day awaken Hyrule. How ridiculous. Oh my god. So many pathetic creatures scattered across a handful of islands. Drifting on the sea like fallen leaves on a forgotten pool. What could they possibly hope to achieve? Do you see all of you? Your gods destroyed you. They got your turn. <laughs> wow. Such an eloquent speech. I'm getting all my chocolate ready so that I can <laughs> not. Oh my god. Die. Oh my god. Chocolate not helping. Oh my god. I can't make it stop. It's getting worse. You can't. I'm going to choke if you keep making me laugh. No, I'm going to mute my voice then. Alright. <clears throat> okay, I'm already crying, but it's not because of the peppers, because that was freaking hysterical. Um, <laughs> now I am nervous. Okay, <clears throat> so my monologue, uh, more like uh, essay, has the entire introduction to the Wind Waker. Um, there's, there's really no spoilers needed. Oh, gosh, I, I picked a relatively big one. It's... it's about that big. It's like my ear size. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, you can unmute now. So you can laugh at my pain. Oh. No. How long does this last? <laughs> Ten hours? 
<laughs> okay. Ready? I'm I'm ready. Yeah, I don't need to ask myself. This is but <clears throat> one of the legends which of uh, which the people speak long ago. There, there existed a kingdom where a golden power, a golden power lay hidden. This is a Triforce. Oh my gosh! <sighs> Breathing makes it worse. <coughs> it is a prosperous land, <coughs> blessed green forest, top mountains of peace. Oh my gosh! But one day, a man with great evil found the gold power to nigga for himself. Oh. With the strength of his command, he spread the darkness across the kingdom. With all hope, it died in the hour. A doom seen a hand. Oh. A young boy clothing. Great appeared from nowhere. Oh, we're only in the sword of it was Bane. I don't know if I can do this anymore. <clears throat> okay. We're only the blade of evil's Bane. He seemed away the dark one. Give the land light. Uh, this boy who traveled through time to save the land was known as the hero of time. The boy's tale had, was passed through the generations and became legend. Oh, it didn't help at all. But then a day came when a fell wind oh, began oh. to blow across the kingdom. The great wind, the great evil, sorry, that all thought had been sealed away forever by the heroes once crept forth of the. Gosh dang it. Through the depths of earth, eager to resume his dark designs. <coughs> Ooh, choking. Uh, the people believed that the hero of time would once again come to save him. The great evil that all thought had been forever sealed away by the hero once again crept forth from the depths of the earth. Now it's just, it's come back. Eager to resume its dark designs, the people believe, oh my gosh, the more I talk, the hotter my mouth gets, that the hero time would come, again come to save him, but the hero did not appear. No, he didn't. Faced by an onslaught of evil, the people, I'm still crying. The people could do nothing but appeal to the gods in the last hour. Oh, it's getting, it's coming back. <laughs> <coughs> As Jim Drew and I, they left the future in the hands of fate. What became of the kingdom? None. I mean, who knows? <clears throat> the memory of the kingdom vanished. This legend survived on the wind's breath. On a certain island, they became, became customary to guard boys of green. And when they came of age, clothed in the green fields, they aspired to find heroic blades cast out evil. Oh my gosh. I'm almost done. Listen, as oh, the elders wished only for the use to know courage, like the hero of legend. Oh my gosh, I'm done. <laughs> oh. I have a question for you, Alfred. What? Do you like spicy food? Well, yes. Not that spicy, though. See, I think that's why I'm having an easier time with it. Like, I've had habanero. Like, not like a straight pepper. But, like, habanero chili is, like, my favorite, man. No. 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 <laughs> so, like, I, I like I like spicy. So, it hit me really hard. There was a moment there I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah, no, I hit that twice. Um, but I, I pushed through. I'm like, if I could just push through, I have a short one. I push through, I can get to my food. You should see how quickly I get to my food when I'm done. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but let me tell you guys, do the pepper when you have a cold sucks. My nose was fine. Now it's just like running and I have no cleanups. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm trying not to let it show on camera, but it's so hard. I can only sniff it up so much. <laughs> Oh my yeah. gosh, Beth, were you were you not entertained? Yes, I was. <laughs> I'll just wait till you see the camera. Seriously, it's getting worse. 
Oh my god. The more you talk, it like pushes <laughs> air to the roof of your mouth. And it just hurts. I'm almost more. out of bread. <clears throat> oh man, my Hawaiian rolls. No. Like the chocolate I... wasn't helping, and then I shoved like four in at once. Then it kinda helped. <laughs> the milk I realized I, I I meant to give myself whole milk. I did one percent, so it's like water. <laughs> so it didn't help. I would the bread's helping a lot though. Mm-hmm. Oh. Awesome. Well that is one heck of a happy Thanksgiving podcast. We're never doing that again. <clears throat> never? I mean everybody I mean you guys you can. I'll let you do it again. Of course. Not me. Of course. So third time's the end for you, huh? Uh, yeah, probably. <clears throat> Remember, everyone, fun, this was his Al- idea. Fun Alfred story. Part, when, oh, I, okay. when I first got to college, for my freshman year, it was like my th- second, third week of college. <clears throat> I I'd never been to Buffalo Wild Wings before. And okay. so, we went Did to you Buffalo get the, Wild Wings. the hottest one? Just wait. So, <clears throat> I was like, I've never been here before. And so I was like, oh, I'll try the medium. So I got the medium, and I was like... Not that bad, so I, I got five of those, and then I went up to uh, five hot, <clears throat> yeah. and the hot's really not like like that. It's not that hot. No, it's um, not. That. <clears throat> so I was like, "That's not that bad. Like that's that's pretty easy. Like it's it, it burns a little, but it's not that bad." And so I was like, "You know what? Give me five of the blazing." And everybody <laughs> looked at me like I was just insane, and I was like, "The hot wasn't that bad. So how how bad can this be?" <laughs> Were, were, did you get them dry or wet? It was the wet rub. Oh, that's the worst. worst. And so I, I uh, <clears throat> took a bite of one, and then like I sat there for a second, <laughs> and <laughs> tears started falling from my eyes, oh. and like everything started to hurt. But I had to finish them because I ate because I bought them. <clears throat> I'm not gonna let food I bought go to waste. So sure. I ate five of them. Sure, five. And I, I, this is uh, this part is one hundred percent sure. I'm not lying. I, my mouth had gotten so hot, and I was in so much pain that I tried taking like a tablet of Advil, and it melted in my mouth. Okay, (laughs) nothing helped. I drank like five people's cokes, and it just got worse. No, yeah, you can't drink soda. So, I purposely the story. like I have a thing. I have like a cup from Arby's here because that was my my, my dinner. And I'm like, I, you know how many times I wanted to grab it? I'm like, nope, I drink soda. This is, I'm, oh, I'm done. Gosh. I'm going to puke. I had it on my hand and I rubbed my eye. So now my eye's burning. <laughs> but yeah, I had root beer and I was like saving it up for like the aftermath, like what, what I'm going through right now. <clears throat> but I drank all of it right before the show. <laughs> and I was like, dang it. Yeah, so that's, oh my gosh, now my eye's on fire. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh! This is the best podcast episode I've ever been on. Okay, so that was that was the. I'm just glad that it wasn't me. Like I don't. I feel bad though. I feel like I should have did the longer speech because I'm handling this a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this is something I want to do regularly, but I know I can survive it. Um, my my. Oh boy! Yeah, I'm gonna try to match up the 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 theme music with what I'm saying. Oh god! You're gonna hear it like. It's going to be bad. Editing this is going to be a pain, uh, just in general, because of my video. <clears throat> but, yeah, so, that was the Zelda Informer podcast. Episode, Everything I hurts. don't even, what episode is this? 
26. Was it last week 26? I... <laughs> this is episode somewhere between 20 The and last 30. episode, I think, was 25.2. The, uh... Okay. Oh, our... our wait, wait, wait. If, if you didn't catch uh, 25.2, everyone, uh, go check it out. We have it up on YouTube. Uh, if you listen to our audio version, you already have it. We have the whole thing together. A lot of people didn't like our choices for who <laughs> to play uh, Link and That's other no characters. surprise. Yeah. People have picked... different tastes, and people think certain actors really, really, really suck. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. Welcome to at having least, an opinion on the internet. At least your mouth and your face isn't burning. So it's just I know. Always... I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Yeah, my I think, I think I'll be okay. It's going to take me probably an hour to get it all settled down, but... <sighs> anyway, I, got yeah. a little, I got a little pain in my <clears throat> chest right now. I don't know if that's any good. Oh, hope man. something go in my lung. God, that would suck. Okay, <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us on this wonderful, wonderful podcast. <laughs> this wonderful, wonderful have. podcast. <clears throat> Happy Thanksgiving uh, to Happy everyone Thanksgiving. who celebrates Thanksgiving. Eat okay. a habanero pepper on us and Eat enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. And if anyone wants to up the game and like go to a ghost pepper, psh, be better. you better we'll record f- that on video and send it to we us. We will feature it on our site. If I you would guarantee read- you. You down a ghost pepper and talk about something from Zelda for like two minutes, I will guarantee we post that on Zelda Former. We will, it'll be front page for like a month. That, that's, <laughs> well, that's, I don't know what a month. Okay, I'll, for like I'll, a I'll, give you a, I'll give you a week. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you get. That's for... what you get. That's all you're worth. You're really worth a week if, you, if you're that brave. For your pain. Oh, God. It's coming back up. For... <laughs> I lost the little clip for my bread, so. Yeah. Come on, Nate. Life's swell, guys. All right, thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. <laughs> Don't you want All to right. join in on the fun next time, Beth? Um, I think I'll pass. <laughs> oh, come on! I might even let you do a jalapeno. That's not that bad. That's not even hot. Jalapenos uh, aren't as bad as what we just did. What? Jalapenos not too jalapenos hot. Aren't as bad as what we just did. Jalapenos are not as bad as what we just did. No, they're not. Habaneros are like 140 times hotter than the Yep. So, that'll that'll about do it for us tonight. We're not going to edit any of this till tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Farewell. <laughs>